is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Thursday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don LaGreca. Well, the Pittsburgh Penguins now two wins away from their fifth Stanley Cup and back-to-back championships after a 4-1 to win last night to take a 2-0 series lead. And I guess the disappointing thing, just from a competitive standpoint, because I, I want I don't have a rooting interest. I don't. I mean, a lot of people do. Obviously, we do this out of New York, so I'm sure a lot of Ranger, Devil, and Islander fans want to see Nashville win, and maybe people are bored with Pittsburgh winning. But I want to see a competitive series. And I'm not saying that that competitiveness is over, but if we go back to yesterday, I had mentioned, Steve Goldstein, who was our guest, mentioned, it's a gotta-have game because the numbers just do not favor the Predators winning this series down two games to none. I mean, the stats are phenomenal. In a Stanley Cup final, a team that wins the first two games of the series goes on to win 90% of the time. When a team wins the first two games at home, they go on to win the series 91.9% of the time. So we're talking an 8% chance of the Predators winning four of the next five games and winning the Stanley Cup. Now, they're also a 16 seed technically, so they've defined a lot of odds, and they have not faced elimination yet in these playoffs, and they played pretty well. And they are going back home with their 7-1 and one on home ice, so to rule the series out I think would be folly, but at the same time to just dismiss what the Penguins have done and the dominance in which they have shown by taking the 2 nothing series lead would also be folly. And they say, wait a minute, Don, what are you talking about dominance? 37-plus minutes without a shot on goal in Game 1. Uh, the Predators being the better team through the first two periods going into the third period last night, and the game was tied at 1. But when Pittsburgh has had to score, they've scored. Scoring 10 seconds into the third period of the game-winning goal on a, just an egregious rebound by Pecorine is taking advantage of the situation and then to take advantage of their momentum. I think that's been a big deal in this series. When Nashville has had the momentum, they have not been able to capitalize on it. You know, you get a five-on-three early. Uh, you can't cash in on it. You take a really bad penalty by Fisher interference, and, and you don't score on that. Uh, Yarn Croak has got a great chance to make it 2 nothing. misses a wide-open net. These are the things Pittsburgh, they're not doing. When Pittsburgh takes has an advantage, they take it. When you give them an inch, they take a mile. That's what good teams do. So when they grabbed the momentum, they made it 2-1. They made it 3-1. They made it 4-1. And then Nashville had a couple of power plays to cut the deficit to two and maybe get Pittsburgh thinking a little bit, especially after blowing the 3-0 lead in game one, and they couldn't take advantage of it. And now we get to Rene, who has been the best goaltender in these playoffs going into the final, and how much he has cost them. We outlined it in Game 1. The bad glove on the power play goal by Malkin. The bad glove side goal, Gensel, on the very first shot in nearly two periods. Many opportunities to not shut the door. Well, the same thing happened last night. The game tying goal, uh, the flinch while he's protecting the pipe and not being able to close that off. Uh, The goal by Malkin on that odd man rush, he went glove side. He went long side and still beat Rene's glove for what turned out to be, you know, the dagger uh, goal in that one. Taking dumb, undisciplined penalties, even though the Penguins were 0 for 7 on the power play, that's time that you are spent killing penalties and not going out there and scoring goals. And that's a large chunk of time. You know, that's literally 14 minutes of time in which you don't, you can't concentrate on adding to your lead or scoring a goal to get back into the game. It's trying to defend. 
and then all the time you spent on the power play, your special teams are spent. You're not getting a lot of good, a good rotation of guys on the ice. And because Rene has not been Pecorine, the defensemen, which are the best thing the, the, the Nashville Predators have, they can't pinch, they can't be aggressive, because if they do, as you saw when things got desperate in the third period, they've allowed odd man rushes, and Rene is not getting the stop. So to say Pecorine's killed them, I think is a bit much. But Pecorine's got to play better for Nashville to be able to play their system. And this Penguins team, my God, they know how to win. And they've got so much talent. And because Crosby and Malkin are on such a level, guys like Connor Sheary and Jake Gensel get theirs. Not household names, not even hockey communities. I mean, Gensel's got 12 goals in his playoffs. He's one shy of the rookie record set by Dino Cicerelli, a Hall of Famer, way back in 1981. I mean, that's a long time, and he still has at least a couple of games to, if not tie that record, break it. And Murray has just been absolutely spectacular. He hasn't blinked. When they've needed a save, the Penguins have gotten it, and the Predators have not. Now, for Nashville to get back into the series, all they have to do is look at what they have done well for long stretches of time in which they've done it well on the road, and they can't fall back on winning seven of their eight games at home so far in these playoffs. And just see if you can get back to two and two and make it a best of three series. But the numbers do not favor Nashville, and now you get into that must-win territory because if you are fantasizing about winning four out of five if you're Nashville, forget winning four in a row. So if they don't win Saturday, it's probably over. It's just a matter of when it's going to be over. And I really thought this had a chance to be a fun final. I think it's been a fun two games. I mean, you're tied 1-1 going to the third. And just the sheer talent that Pittsburgh brings to the table is just phenomenal. And I know there's a lot of Penguin haters out there because, let's face it, they win a lot, and there's a lot of major markets that have been stunned by the Pittsburgh Penguins, especially here in New York. But you got to give them their due. Does Crosby get away with a lot? Does Malkin get away with a lot? Sure they do. But, my God, would you give anything to have them on your team? And then Subban fights with Malkin because apparently Malkin said something to him in Russian that PK understood. So you've got that whole soap opera going into game three. And I would assume that when PK talks about playing with Russian players, he's talking about a defenseman that he played with in Montreal by the name of Andre Markov that probably taught him a couple of words in Russian. So if I'm Malkin and I get into it with PK again, do not assume that PK does not speak Russian. But. I just want, as a hockey fan, to see a phenomenal series. We really haven't seen a classic Stanley Cup final in a while, right? We saw last year end in six. We saw the year before end in six with Chicago beating Tampa. We saw the Rangers lose in five games to the Los Angeles Kings in 2014. 2013 was a great final, but that only went six. 2012 went six. So you got to go back to 2011, the last time we saw a classic Game 7. But the Game 7, if you remember, when Boston beat Vancouver was kind of a dud. It was a non-competitive game. So I was hoping that the cherry on top of an amazing playoff uh, series that we've seen in these playoffs, just a tremendous run for the NHL, would get the cherry on top of a classic final. We still have a chance to get that, but we better get a win in Nashville on Saturday. Otherwise, it's just a matter of time before it all comes to an end. Let's hear from you at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct. Ryan says, any chance of Dave Mustaine uh, being on the show, a uh, big Predators fan, and a sweet way to combine hockey and metal. Uh, hashtag dream come true. I'll try to reach out. Uh, I was just looking at his Twitter feed and 
apparently he was trying to get some ducats for the game on Saturday. Uh, I'd love to have him on because I do think there's a similarity between metal and hockey, right? Because neither of them really hit the mainstream too often, and the fans of those two, metal and hockey, have to work really hard to get the information and get the news that they're looking for. And I found that the most passionate music fans are metal fans and the most passionate sports fans are hockey fans. So there is similarities between the two uh, disciplines, if you will. So I'd love to do that. I know uh, the, uh, Metallica, James Hetfield, has gone to San Jose Shark Games because they're from the Bay Area. So there is that metal connection. And i got to tell you, say what you want about the Pittsburgh Penguins. Their building is tremendous as far as playing metal is concerned. You hear Slayer. You hear Metallica. You hear Rage Against the Machine. I mean, they play so much aggressive music there in Pittsburgh. That's the one thing I can say, that they really seem to relate to their fans when it comes to metal. Uh, the Hockey 411 says, in your opinion, how bad uh, is the, the Predators miss Ryan Johansson? Uh, no, no question, because you look it up the middle, and that's where Pittsburgh has a distinct advantage, right? As much as Nashville has an advantage with their offensive defensemen, Pittsburgh's got the advantage at center. Now, Nashville did get uh, Fisher back, but you lose that major piece. We've talked about it before. The best line, I thought, going into the final was the forsberg Ardvidson, johansson line, and to lose the center off that line is certainly going to affect you. So clearly we're seeing the dominance of up-the-middle play by the forwards with the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, out-dueling Nashville so far. Emily says, series isn't over yet, but Rene is definitely to blame. Preds can't handle Penn's deep lineup. So far, you're right, Emily. I know that some of these shots are just unbelievable, but it's the Stanley Cup final. What do you think, Crosby and Malkin and Gensel and Sheary and Kessel and all these great offensive players are going to do when they've got the puck? They're going to try to beat you, and they're going to beat you with quality. And you just need better goaltending. Now, this guy, Pecorine, had a, had a, a 9.52 save percentage going into Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Final against the Ducks. He had a bad Game 2, but he bounced back. They ended up winning that game in 7. He needs to play like a Conn Smythe Trophy candidate that he was going into this series. He's, he now has to steal him a couple, and I think that's the only way. Pittsburgh is going to get theirs, but just like Nashville is going to get theirs, Murray has been spectacular. He's about to win a Stanley, his second Stanley Cup before the age of 24. Only Patrick Waugh has done that. So Murray hasn't blinked. Rene has. Rene better get himself going. Otherwise, this series is going to be over very, very quickly. Sam Diaz, as good as Rene has been in the first three rounds of the NHL playoffs, the Stanley Cup final looks to be too big for him. I don't know. I'd have to talk to a goaltender. I talked a little bit to DPHRO about it. It's tough to get inside somebody's head. But the Gensel goal to make it 2-1, that rebound is way too juicy. That was not a quality enough shot to allow that kind of a juicy rebound. And him straying from the post on the first goal and getting beaten by Malkin Longside, I don't know if it's in his head. I don't know if the Penguins figured it out, but whatever it is, Rene better get over it because they're not winning unless he starts to play better. Uh, Brett says, I didn't think I could hate the Penguins any more than I already do. I was wrong. And he sends a tweet from Justin Bieber that was retweeted by NHL on NBC Sports because, let's face it, all these networks love it when stars, music, movies, love their sport. Well, Justin Bieber grew up in Canada. He's a big hockey fan, supposed to be a Leaf fan, but who the heck knows. Bieber has declared his allegiance, and it's a picture of Justin Bieber in a Penguin jersey. Now, Brett, you can spin it as it makes me want to hate the Penguins more. If you hate the Penguins, this is good news because Bieber's a mush. 
So the fact that he has put a Penguin jersey on might be exactly what the Nashville Predators need to turn this series around. Uh, Will Hart says, Grilled Catfish is next week's menu special, I'm afraid. Hard to see either Rene or the Preds taking four out of the next five. Certainly difficult to see, guys, when you haven't seen them win yet. But maybe you'll have a little bit of a different perspective if they go out there and get the job done on Saturday. So you got to put all your eggs in that basket. Uh, also, Eddie says, I don't think it's over yet, but, man, what a letdown to the finals so far after an exciting playoffs throughout. I mean, that that's the, that's the stinger of this one, really, is that we were really looking forward to a classic series. And as I mentioned, we haven't seen one in quite a while. Uh, I would love... I would love to see this just become a series. Again, my only rooting interest is to see a classic series, and the only way that's going to happen if Nashville gets on their horse. Kenny says, if Pekka can make a glove say, a side save, they have a great shot. Penguins abusing that side. Does Preds D have to make adjustments? Well, I think what they have to do is they've got to pinch more to create more offensive opportunities, but that's going to allow the odd man rush on occasion, and they need their goaltender to make a stop. I mean, that's what it really comes down to is is that there is going to be moments where somebody's going to break free. You saw it when they got down 3-1. That's why the fourth goal was scored, because you're going to start to pinch. You're going to start to get aggressive. But, yeah, they've got to do a better job of cutting those things down. But also, you're going to allow – this is a talented team, Pittsburgh. They're going to get their odd man rush. They're going to get their breakaways. That doesn't automatically mean that it's got to result in a goal. Serena's so got to make a save. Ron Pizza says, I had Pitt in six. Now it looks like it could be a sweep. How do Predators rebound? you got to play the game that got you here, all right? We need more from Yoshi. We need more from Ekholm. We need more from Subban. This power play has to take advantage of their opportunities, and Pekarine has to rebound. It sounds simple, but it's about who scores the most goals and who allows the least amount. And right now, Pittsburgh's finding a way to get Pecker leaking, and they've got to get to Murray. They've got to get more shots. But how many more shots can you get? You had 36 last night. So it sounds lazy, and the analysis of the goaltending needs to be better, but the goaltending needs to be better. I mean, it's not like Pittsburgh's had a ton of shots in these playoffs. Now, the opportunities can't be as egregious as they've been for Pittsburgh, but, heck, make a stop. So we'll see if he can make a stop on Saturday. NBC Sportsnet's going to be... Their maiden voyage or their final voyage uh, of the Stanley Cup playoffs, because that'll be the last game they do, and then the rest of the way will be on NBC. But we'll see how many more games there are going to be because it could end up being a sweep. Because I don't know if Nashville is going to be able to muster much if they can't win on home ice. This is a team that's seven and one at home, and I would think that the crowd is going to be in a frenzy, despite the fact that they're down two games to none. All the celebrities are going to be there including Nicole Kitman and all the rest, and it should be just an amazing star-studded affair. But the only way there's going to be any kind of excitement around hockey outside of Pittsburgh is if Nashville makes it a 2-1 series and give us something to sink our teeth into and at least guarantee that this series can go back to Pittsburgh for a Game 5. So you're all set up for the weekend, so we'll be back with you again on Monday. We'll try to catch up with E.J. Raddick from the NHL Network for his Monday spot. They'll be in Nashville because they'll play on Saturday and they'll play again on Monday. So we'll get a preview and a little bit more from EJ going into what we hope will be a 2-1 series just for competitive standpoint because 
there's not going to be a lot to get excited about if we're previewing a game four in which the Penguins are up three games to none. So let's see if we can have a fun series, and if not, at least have some fun games until it finally uh, comes to an end. You can join the party at Don LaGreca, hashtag Game Misconduct. You can follow us on Apple iTunes, on the Apple um, Podcast. You can also follow us on the ESPN app and subscribe as well. And if you're new to it, thank you so much for joining us. And we just don't have to talk about the Stanley Cup final either. The All-Star Game is going to be in Tampa. The draft is coming up. Uh, there's some news around the National Hockey League. Or if you just want to talk hockey, BS with us at Don LaGreca, hashtag Game Misconduct. So we'll be back again on Monday, recap the weekend, preview the game for Enjoy Game 3 on Saturday, and we'll talk to you again on Monday. This was the Thursday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.